welcome back to another episode of In Jessica's Corner, where I discuss the topics and areas of life that have become taboo. I'm committed to saying the things that people think or admitting the thoughts and feelings that insecurities prevent us from being honest. I invite you to join me in just being open and transparent with yourself as you listen to each and every episode. As always, please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. As always, your support is appreciated. Now, let's jump into this week's topic. So today's topic is going to be the lies our mother told us. Disclaimer, let me start off by saying that my mother was a great teacher. She was the best mom I could have asked for in this lifetime. But this episode speaks to the manipulative nature of parenting that enables the development of our childhood thought process that influences how we think as adults. And of course, parents do everything in their power to protect us and our feelings. But unfortunately, the protection is only easily secured for about 14 to 15 years. And then we're somehow forced to figure it out or life will quickly show us the reality of the world that we're living in. And I think for me, it's one of those things to where... We are like taught values and practices that are essential to the structure of our household. And sometimes we don't realize how those practices and values can be limiting when it comes to the development of who, of who we are as adults and what's, what it takes to really be great in the world, if that makes sense. So... The biggest thing that I was taught and I quickly learned otherwise is family is all you have. Well, let's talk about that. I think it depends on how you define family. For me, family has an unorthodox meaning. Family is equivalent to a village for me. And so I look at family as those people who have supported me from birth to the present. And, you know, sometimes your family expands because you meet people, you come in contact with people, you establish relationships with people and their life lasting relationships that have such value and substance that they become a part of your must have circle. And so I'll use that to categorize those additions to your family but for me my family is a village of people that decided to make a decision to be present and so for me family they don't choose to be your family biologically that decision was made but I look at it as the people that are within your family that choose to be present are really the people that you can truly consider your family, the people that you can count on, the people that you know in a time of trouble, they will be there to assist you in some kind of way. That's what true family means. Beyond that, sometimes your friends will provide the best support for you. And sometimes that's not always because somebody doesn't want to be present. It might be because maybe 
maybe you're like the oddball in your family. So your family might not understand how to support you, what kind of support is necessary. And that person might have been through that experience previously and completely get what you need at that moment. But other times it's literally just the fact that you can count on that person to do what it is that you need them to do. Meanwhile, your family just might not be that dependable or let's take it a step further. You are the person that they depend on. And so because of that, when it's time for you to depend on them, you pretty much understand I can't depend on them. They're not those kinds of people. That's not their personality or perhaps the family structure, it might be that they don't really groom dependable people and you decided to break the mold and do something different. And the bigger part of this is it's never because they have to. Like, I feel like your mom loves you because she's your mom, but everything that she does for you and in at any moment that she's gone out of her way, it's because she wants to. It might have been motivated by her believing that she has to because you're her responsibility. But truth be told, everything that she did for you is because she wants you to have a better life. She wants you to be better than her. She wants you to have the opportunity to be just as amazing as you have the potential to be. A second lesson that my mama taught me that it probably wasn't all that clear. You can't be concerned about what others think. Now, on the surface, honestly, your commentary about me, I could care less about because that's an opinion. But this, this is one of those things that I didn't learn this until I started working and I had a job. It's, it's not really a matter of someone's opinion of you. It's more so of their perception of who you are. And so that's, who you portray yourself to be, the display of you and how they read that and what kind of vibes that sends and in, in your aura. That's really what this is about. And so I think sometimes people love to jump on the bandwagon of, I don't care what people think about me. People can think what they want. If it's an opinion, I agree with you. They can have whatever kind of opinion they want, but their perspective of you how they perceive you, you need to be very clear about that because sometimes what they think of you is the basis of your future. So sometimes how someone perceives you could be the very basis of a promotion or you being let go. And if it's the people that matter to you, it weighs heavily. So the one thing that I can say is I never want the people that matter the most to me to perceive me in a negative way. And so when I begin to feel like I've let you down because that's not the kind of person that you expect me to be, then that bothers me in a certain way. If I'm not living up to your expectations of what you have expected out of me, if you are someone of value, if you are someone in my village and I appreciate your support, I value your opinion because really that's what, what it's about, right? It, because it's a two-sided situation, although it's how they perceive you, it really doesn't matter about opinions until it becomes those personal relationships that you have. Their opinion of you does matter. You care what your mother thinks about you. You care what your friends think about you. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't think before you say certain things. You wouldn't think before you react to certain things. And you would just be this wild animal out here just randomly blurting out things, never having any kind of tact or restraint. 
lastly, we may not care when things are good, but when things go bad, then we're questioning, we're questioning the validity of everything. And so to put that in, into perspective, if you want a job, because a job would probably be the easiest way. Not even that. I won't even take it that far. Let's just say you have a private landlord and you're renting a house and something happened to where, or we could, we could use prime example. It's the fifth of the month. Wells Fargo banks shut down. You had every intention to go get that money order on the fifth to give it to your landlord. If your landlord perceives you to be slack, always late, never professional, and you call them with, or always having an excuse and you call them with that. And it's a legitimate excuse this time because they perceive you to be that kind of person there's no way that you'll convince them otherwise. So you have to be very clear about presentation of who you are. It's not a matter of their opinion of you, but the presentation of who you are. They, because their opinions, their opinions mean nothing in the grand scheme of things, but how they perceive you is a completely different thing. It's almost like your manager, you might, not you might feel like your manager is a little straightforward and extremely assertive. But the one thing that you can do, your perception of them is that they're very professional and they're going to get it done. That kind of conflicting view is the difference between an opinion and perception. It's pretty clear. You don't need to have a man or a woman. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't need... A man to survive. I don't need a man to make ends meet. I don't need a man to handle my business. But I appreciate having a man. Growing up with a single parent, especially if like, you know, at some point they might have had a man that didn't work out or something like that. They will convince you that you don't need a man. And you can be happy by yourself. And I'm not saying that that's not possible. There are a lot of single men and women out here that are content with being completely by themselves. But I think companionship is something that people cannot live without. And it gets very different when all of your friends are booed up or... Your friends plan that couple trip and you don't have a significant other to go with. And then you begin to realize the, the older you get, you will grow old and you won't have anyone to share that with. Like companionship is essential and beyond that, being alone is miserable. If it's going to be like a forever thing and you don't have anyone. And so that's, that's like, you don't have children to live for. You don't have family to live for. And, and, and to be completely honest with you, like sometimes it's just about having the presence of someone else. It warms your spirit to know that you just have someone else to like feed off of energy. I don't know. Experiences. You learn so much from companionship, but now the bigger thing that I want everybody to understand. And I think this is what my mother probably meant when she said this is you need to be fine with yourself. At some point you have to understand that you came into this world alone and you will leave the same way. And either way you have to be completely okay with you just the way you are. And if you're not okay with who you are right now, then you need to take the necessary steps to make you better. But you have to understand like, companionship is a necessity it's no longer just something that oh i can have a man i cannot and we could take this further companionship doesn't even have to just be you being in a romantic relationship it can even be like friendships you cannot survive in this world alone that's not how life works you need people like ari lennox says on her album i need people 
It's just not going to happen otherwise. Another thing that my mama told me was, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Let's be honest with ourselves. Sometimes our dreams are completely far-fetched. And sometimes we need somebody to reel that in and really, like, bring us back to reality. All right, boo, that's not it. The other side of that is you could be simply wasting your energy on what you aren't destined to do. There's no need to put energy into something, especially if it's an excessive amount of energy. If we know that it has no value long term, like that's just silly for us to do that. Beyond that, it can drive and motivate you, but sometimes it can create this false hope. Because you're so caught up in the possibility of this amazing thing happening when the odds are completely against you and rationally, that's not something that could happen. I mean, I believe that God works miracles, but I do believe that sometimes he wants you to understand that it's within your means and it's within your abilities. It's almost like one of those things like, well, I want to be a millionaire in a month. That's not going to happen. I want to be a millionaire, but your business is only making $200 a month for 12 years. I want to have an impact, but you only have 10 followers on your Instagram. You only add one new follower every month. You're not interested in even opening your profile to the public. You're not even putting any content out there. That's a far-fetched idea unless you take the necessary action. But beyond that, sometimes it's just things that, that can't happen, like, Unfortunately, like I can't be a bear and this is very extreme, like because I think I want to be a bear. I can't. It's almost like you can't live on certain planets. It's just some things that we're not able to do. Now, science tells us otherwise. Science tells us that we can try anything and make it work. But we also find that in experiments, there are hypotheses and sometimes they're proven right and sometimes they're proven wrong. Like. That's just it. And and some of it is trial and error. But I do feel like, you know, whatever you put your mind to, sometimes we can put our minds to some things that are pretty crazy. And we're just constantly, it's like a dog chasing his tail, going in circles, getting nowhere. So sometimes we have to like reel it in, make sure we're very clear, make sure we understand what's expected of us to, to make that happen. And then at that point, really understanding, is this worth that kind of effort? Another thing that my mom taught me that I guess present day I'm finding is probably the biggest lie ever. Only the strong survive. My mom would always tell me that being strong was the way to defeat any obstacle that came my way. I partially agree with that. But when you're weak, God has the option to be the strongest source of anything in your life. And meek and mild is when you learn the most in life. And to be honest with you, I think what I found is that weakness is this vulnerable state that opens our hearts and minds to opportunities to achieve strength. So if we think about it, if we think that only the strong survive and we also think that we've achieved this highest highest level of strength, we're limiting and stifling the development of our strength. We're limiting and stifling the power of our strength that God can increase over time. Like at the end of the day, the path from weak to strong is always going to be victory. And I feel like we have to understand that life involves hills and valleys at the peak. 
is when we're the strongest. But in the valley, that's when we're weak and vulnerable. And it's okay to be all of those things. I mean, it's almost like, you know, when your parents will say what happens here stays here. Well, now we're walking into an era where being vulnerable is something that's necessary in order for you to be able to develop valuable relationships. Like some of my friends, if I had never been able to be vulnerable with them or them the same with me, I don't know what kind of value our relationships would have. I need to feel like if things are weighing me down and life has gotten heavy for me, I need to feel like I can come to you with that burden and not to give you the burden, but just talk myself through it and just be able to get that support from you. And I feel like sometimes us being vulnerable is where we are able to appreciate the establishment of companionship with our friends because we're able to understand that this is somebody that I can count on to just be there for support, not necessarily to do anything and not necessarily to carry the load, but just to be present, help me talk through this or sometimes just listen to me blabber about it if that's what's helpful for me. The biggest lesson that my mama lied to me about was stranger danger. Perfect strangers can sometimes provide the best insight. And I feel like traveling has taught me that in traveling, I've come in contact with some very random people. And every time we always have. And so it always seems to happen here recently with OC and I traveling together for our honeymoon. We traveled to Vegas and we were at like a cigar bar. And so. There was a couple there. I think they were like from Vegas or from that area, whatever. And so, you know, we were telling them that we just got married and they were just giving us so much wisdom. They had been married for like maybe like 30 years or something like that. And then, you know, you come in contact with people from time to time and you're just having like candid conversations, nothing too serious. Um, but they they will give you so much insight, so much wisdom, so much motivation and just empower you to keep on going, empower you to be better, empower you to fight the good fight if you're struggling with something. And sometimes I find that random conversations with people might might be the answered prayer that you were looking for might be the confirmation you pray to God to ask about something and in a random conversation with somebody confirmation was received and here's the other thing strangers can sometimes be your biggest supporter try to open a business try to start a podcast try to do anything that requires support and you will find that there are people that you don't even know like that, especially in so like I can use social media as an example, because you know, how like you add people on social media, y'all might not necessarily know each other personally, but that will be the person who's in my inbox saying, girl, I just listened to your last episode and that junk was bomb. I don't know them, but I appreciate that kind of support because the stranger can become your mentor, can become your manager, can become your coworker. And sometimes they can become your friend. So the point that I wanted to make with this podcast episode is that we really have to take a moment to step back and look at the lessons that our parents taught us and read between the lines. And I think a lot of it is because we're children. So we took everything from a literal stance. We took it for what it was. We didn't, we didn't look at it deeply. We didn't dissect it. We didn't think to consider circumstances and situations that would change the validity of that statement. And I feel like now as an adult, I start to think about 
my rationale and my rationale is very much so deeply rooted in what my mother taught me. So I'm saying that strangers can sometimes be the provide the best insight and all of that. But y'all, I, I hate meeting new people. And I think it has a lot to do with my mama really taught me like to not be vulnerable with people. Don't get people all in my business. And she will say that to me right now. And, and that in a way is very true. But I think in order for us to be able to make the proper connections from a professional standpoint, we do have to like allow the window shades to come up a little bit. Now, I'm not saying let them know what you do on Saturday at 2 a.m., but I am saying, you know, what do you do? Personality. Well, these are the things that I like. This is what I do. This is what I do when I get home from work. You know, well, I like soda. I like to drink juice. I don't know. I love strawberries. I love pineapples. And those are trivial things, but, like, it just allows people to get to know you, and I get that. Like, I'm really not, like, a chatty patty at work but I will have random conversations with people from time to time about you know random stuff like the random bathroom conversation or the random it's really cold in here or it's hot outside or I don't know whatever 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 like those short two second conversations and then the next time you see them you're just like hey how are you kind of thing or like sometimes when you're in the store and you're in that long line at Burlington and you turn around and there's someone behind you there and you all are just talking about whatever. And then there's someone in front of you and they chime in, you know, those random conversations sometimes, sometimes it works. But like, if you think about it, every time you get a new job, they're all strangers until you get to know them. They're just familiar strangers because you see them all the time, but you have to get to know them, meet them, establish relationships and things like that. And I mean, it's just like joining a new group or organization, going to another gym. The gym is one of those places that I sometimes have random conversations conversations you know at the gym the one thing I can say is this kind of like you know very individualized so everybody's really working out but like it's always something like um somebody trips up you say take your time whatever it is but like I just really think as adults we kind of have to think about the things that our parents taught us and really like evaluate if it was meant to be taken literally or if it was circumstantial or if even we need to like teach ourselves new things because sometimes you know they didn't grow up the way that we did and our children won't grow up the way that we did either and so because I understand that there may have to be an evolution of the way that we think and carry ourselves and that's perfectly okay like there's not a problem with that at all but I think that evolution will sometimes force us to change the manner in which we think and process things and so That is one of the toughest lessons that I'm learning right now personally that I have to really reprocess the way that I process things because otherwise I will find myself very frustrated with certain things quickly because it doesn't flow the way I'm used to it flowing. And marriage has taught me that as well. Like I have to change the way I think if I want this marriage to work, I can't always just be so caught up and I don't want to do this. I don't like that because if we're talking about what I want to do and it's not out of like love and support that I don't want to do anything, I, I would love to do whatever makes my husband happy. But sometimes it's like the other things that you have to do. Like, do I really want to... I don't know, go to this event or um, go to this restaurant or watch this TV show or watch this movie again or that kind of thing. And those are all trivial things that 
in the grand scheme of things, do they matter? No. Can I just sit here and watch this movie and just enjoy it because it's something that I'm doing with him and it's something that he wants to do? I can definitely do that um, without a problem. Can I just go with the flow? I think that's what it is. And going with the flow is about pleasing the other person. So sometimes you have to be very selfless when you're in a relationship with people. And I think that's great from a friendship perspective as well. Like sometimes you have to like think about what would make your friend happy or what can you do for your friend versus always just considering what you can do for you or what they can do for you. Um, but it it definitely has changed my perspective as I grow and evolve. I understand that I have to rethink the things that I've been taught and completely decide how those things will resonate with me as an adult. So of course, as always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And lastly, don't forget to return for the next episode. Bye, y'all.